The most difficult part of working with such a diverse collection was to find a focus and a main argument for the exhibition. The second most difficult part was selecting the objects. The more you get to know a collection, the more you lose your ability to let go of objects. Of course, every object in this collection has a powerful story to tell, so how to decide which objects to include in the two galleries? As we started to pull together our knowledge and to look deeper into the culinary collections, several main themes emerged. Manuscripts, cookbooks, magazines, manuals, and other texts are spaces where culinary knowledge is created through dialogue by numerous communities. Women in many parts of Canada have been producing culinary knowledge in their kitchens, in cooking classes, on the radio, and in home economics textbooks. This knowledge was intended to help other women deal with scarcity of products during food control or depression times, to help other women make sense of new products such as baking powder and gelatin, which were promising less labor in the kitchen, to help other women keep their families healthy and their dinners plentiful in home-cooked meals while also working full-time jobs. These communities of women were shaping how Canadians ate and talked about food. Another theme that emerged through our in-depth exploration of the objects was about absences and who was allowed to be visible in these materials. Also, who was able to produce culinary materials? Of course, communities of women all over Canada took charge of the country's diets. Home cooks, women's organizations, home economists, magazine editor, cookbook writers and brand ambassadors. These women cooked with numerous types of ingredients and promoted an impressive diversity of recipes, many which were cooked with curry, paprika, soy sauce, vanilla or ginger. Many recipes which were presented as Canadian were rich in corn, maple syrup and pumpkin. All these were ingredients which Canadian cooks would have encountered during colonial times or through contact with migrants. Before settlers took over the lands, indigenous communities had developed highly sophisticated agricultural techniques and had a strong rapport with the lands and the environment. As settlers arrived, radical and oppressive policies removed indigenous people and their knowledge from these lands, resulting in the appropriation of crops and ingredients by Canadian settlers. These difficult moments of appropriation are narrated in some cookbooks, such as Katrine Partrail's A Female Immigrant Guide from 1854. Ingredients and culinary traditions that travel together with communities of migrants, Danish, Icelandic, Ukrainian, Chinese, Japanese or Indian, were often found in cookbooks and magazines, but rarely associated with individuals who make and consume them. In this exhibition, we wanted to capture these moments of encounter, appropriation, and negotiation, which informs the history of culinary culture in Canada.